Who do you work for, really? Each one of us has a calling. Have you heard this before? Your workplace is your mission field, wherever that may be. You either work for him or work against him, but you work for someone. Who do you really work for? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, yourself, or your Lord? This isn't a trick question. There is a right answer. You're either all in or all out. Are you for him? I am. In fact, I work for him. Hey, Jim, who do you work for? I work for him. I work for Jesus Christ. I want to be your hands. Let me introduce you to the host of the I Work For Him show, Jim Brangenberg. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You've tuned into the I Work For Him radio show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. Take a minute and listen. I Work For Him, it's not a program that you sign up for. It's a mentality. It's a way of living. It's a permanent shift in your Christ-following paradigm. It's a revolution that's happening in the workplace, and it's about bringing the kingdom of God into places where the kingdom is is ignored. Keep in mind that your existence in your workplace, it's not by chance. It doesn't matter what you do or where you do it. Whether you're a pastor, a car mechanic, an attorney, a teacher, a mom, a used car salesperson, your work, it matters to God. And he expects you to be his representative in your workplace. And in your workplace, to recognize that that's your mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Now, I know you've heard me say this tons and tons of times, but every day we need to be reminded that going to work is not just to draw paychecks so we can buy groceries. Going to work every day is an opportunity to be a light for Christ. Each day on the I Work For Him show, we try to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways to incorporate your faith into your workplace. I don't come to you as an expert. I don't come to you as somebody that's got this all figured out. I'm just one guy trying to live my life transparently so that you can maybe gain something in order to be an effective witness for Christ in your workplace. Our paradigm shift is described like this. Romans 12.2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Welcome to the I Work Ram Zone. I hope you're never the same. And today we're going around the world for our first guest from Europe, live from Europe. We've got Daryl and Gaynell Renshaw. They're with Trans World Radio. Uh, they're friends of ours from Pinellas County, but they go, went out on the mission field. They hit halftime in life and said, hey, while we still got a lot of energy, while we still have a lot of enthusiasm, while we still have all kinds of excitement left in our lives, let's go place ourselves in, in, just on the mission field and, and just give it all. And, and so, Daryl and Gaynell, welcome to I Work For Him, all the way from Austria. Thanks very much, Jim. We appreciate the invitation. You know, Gaynell, you and I actually know each other better than Daryl, you and I, because Gaynell and I spent one of the most horrible years of my life ever <laughs> together as I was a seventh and eighth grade math teacher. And Gaynell and I got to have lunch every day. And she's still recovering from the impact of having lunch with me every day, because just for the record, I don't know that this has ever come out on the radio show. And this is we're in like 440 to 450 shows. My favorite sandwich. Gaynell, can you remember what it is? I'm sure it had pickles and peanut butter and some kind of salami, maybe. <laughs> peanut butter, jelly, pickles, and salami. My absolute favorite sandwich. And, and, and Gaynell would look at me every day as I'm eating the sandwich. He's like, what's, what's really wrong with you? What, what's wrong with you? But Gaynell, you had, a, you had a celebrated career as a teacher for how many years? Almost 30, just shy of 30 years. And, and Daryl, you worked for, I'm trying, all of a sudden I just drew a total blank on who did you work for here before you retired and went off in the mission field? 
Well, after a uh, career with the United States Army, I went into business and uh, did that for almost 20 years and uh, left uh, a role in IBM and joined TWR with Gaynell at the beginning of 2012. And I know that you guys got stretched because you went you went one direction around the globe for a little while and then got sent the other direction around the globe. And we're going to talk about Transworld Radio, which is something I've heard about all my life but never really understood the details till I started studying for our, our conversation today. But let's just first talk, how is Christ making a difference in your life today? I understand it's at the end of the day that it's like already, uh, well, what's like 9.15 already or 9.05 there. Talk to me about how Jesus is making a difference, Daryl, in your life today. You know, he's really the center of all that we do. There's nothing that goes on during our day that doesn't have Jesus as the uh, focus for planning and for prayer. And uh, certainly everything we do that's uh, reliant on support from others, that's as a result of our focus on Christ. And Gaynell, what about you? How is Jesus making a difference in, in your daily life today? Well, Jim, I love the name of your program because, um, you know, when we're able to see who we really work for, that our lives are we're working for him, it goes beyond making a living. Um, it, it just, it, it, it's everything you do in your life is really for him. And we can get that in our heads. We're, we're far ahead. But it is a paradigm shift, though, isn't it? I mean, it's, it is. It, you know, and, it is. and you worked in a Christian school for all of those years, and, and but yet it's still it's still tough. And you, and it was made easy for you. You could share your faith. In fact, my children both had you as a teacher, and who are and they're now old. Just so you know, they're they're old and they're old and married, and and it's it, they're. But it's an impact that you made on a daily basis. Now, Daryl, at IBM, and then in your own business, at, at, were you able to bring and incorporate your faith into what you did on a daily basis? Yeah, it's interesting how when you pray for God to give you those opportunities, He opens up the doors for you to uh, share your faith. Sometimes it's just through your actions and your integrity and through being different. And then other times it's through overt uh, opportunities to share your faith. So, yeah, you know, I think it's a matter of uh, whether we're willing to do that or not. And when we are, He does allow us to do that. You know, Matthew 28, 19 and 20 says this. Jesus says to his disciples, Now, therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all of my commands that I have given you, and be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. And, you know, some people uh, get to go, some people are called to the mission field overseas. Some people get called to the local pulpit. The majority of us get called to our Cuban. But we're talking today with people who truly took the call and went across the globe. Daryl and Gaynell, welcome back to I Work For Him. Thank you. So when you signed up to go with Transworld Radio, well, let's just talk about this. How did you end up making that commitment? I know, Gaynell, you talked for a while that you guys are seeking where you're going to go, what you're going to do. How did you end up, you guys, making the decision to go with Transworld Radio? You know, we... uh had obviously been praying that God would give us clarity about the next chapter in our life as our uh, girls left home. Uh, you know, they finished university and they started their own lives in other parts of the country. And we sensed a restlessness in our spirit. And, you know, it wasn't a bad kind of restlessness. It was just kind of an expectation that God uh, might be about to unfold something that was going to be different for the future. And uh, for me personally, uh, you know, that came during a quiet time. It came at different moments uh, during my day-to-day -day, uh, work uh, in uh, IBM at that time. 
And, uh, you know, when uh, we finally got clarity about what it was supposed to be about, we were in a missions conference at our church there in Largo, Florida. And as uh, God would shape the circumstances, we were seated uh, uh, during the evening of uh, one of the events uh, with a couple from Transworld Radio. We were actually supposed to be hosting a table of uh, many people, but uh, for unknown reasons, uh, the others didn't join. And uh, so we were a captive audience listening to this couple talk. And in the uh, coming days, uh, the Lord just continued to uh, revisit that conversation. And, and uh, we sensed at uh, the end of that time that he wanted us to step out and to uh, uh, you know, exercise our faith. And so we did that. We, we made ourselves available to uh, TWR. And uh, uh, God did some miraculous things, opening doors for us to step into service for him. But now, Gaynell, you've got two adult daughters who went through college, and I know at least one of them has a master's degree. But then to look at, okay, hey, they may get married down the line, and they may have kids, and which will be my grandkids. How hard was that for you to hear that call? Because as, you know, like grandkids, everybody lives for grandkids. And, and as a woman, I know that we're all, that you women are all designed to be nurturers. Us guys, we have to really work at it. But that's something you look forward to all your life. Kids that you can play with during the day and give them back at night. How hard was that to recognize that God may be calling you across the globe? Well, Jim, we're going to actually have our first grandbaby, a little girl, in a couple of weeks. So oh, I'll, wow. let you know, I'll let you know how hard it is. I'm going to go home and see her for a couple of weeks after she's born. But uh, I told Daryl the other day, it's going to be hard to get back on that plane. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, with, the, with technology and, and uh, air travel, um, I think I see my girls or talk to my girls more than sometimes people who live in the same town, which is sad. Um, so I'm just blessed to have have good communication with my girls. Well, that's cool. It is, it, it's a stretch. But as as all of our kids are now spread across the country, I, I understand that it is it is tough. It's just tough, but you do just, that's what it is. We raised our kids so that they would be prepared to go wherever God them call, called them to go, and, and they're supposed to be prepared. And so when God calls them to leave <laughs> or called yep. you to leave, we still got to mm-hmm. be ready. So you got to sit at this table at a missions conference, and you ended up being two-on-two with a Transworld Radio missionary. <laughs> that yeah. sounds like a God set up to me, like he orchestrated that to me. What was the biggest thing about Transworld Radio that attracted you guys to the ministry? What was it that excited you? I think it was two things. Uh, firstly, it was the scale that uh, radio ministry allows you to uh, work in. You know, when you think about huge countries like uh, India and China, who have populations over four times that of the United States, as you can imagine, it take an immense number of missionaries to get the gospel into each of the villages, especially in the remote parts of those countries. But you don't have those kinds of limitations with radio or with mass media communications because we are now into other types of media. And mass media is able to penetrate what may look to man like impenetrable barriers, whether that be closed countries or you know, going into areas where you don't have radio stations nearby. There are means to get in there through technology. And that was very appealing to us. But do they all have radios? You know, we, uh, we accommodate uh, lots of different scenarios. We obviously minister in countries where folks have easy access to radios in the 
local markets, and uh, it's a part of their daily lives to listen to radio for news about uh, the outside world. We also minister in countries where it's very difficult for them to tune in because they live under repressive uh, routines, uh, the borders are sealed, and the only way to get radios to them are through uh, partners who are able to uh, get them in on a one-on-one basis. And then finally, we have instances where uh, we have ministry teams who are able to go into very remote areas and set up radio churches. So, you know, you might have a group of families who would come together in the center of a village, or they might all go into a particular uh, person's home, and they would all listen in together at the same time. And they would have church similar to what we have, only they're doing it over the radio. Yeah, that's something. I mean, we do, uh, obviously we do a lot of churches do uh, video uh, broadcasts of their services. I mean, and really in radio, we've been listening to pastors on radio for years and years and years, long before we had television. When you guys said, okay, Lord, we're willing to do whatever you ask us to do. The first time he sent you, he sent you the other way around the globe. Where did you first go with Transworld Radio? Yeah, we we first ended up in Singapore. I'm sorry. What's okay? Don't fight. Don't fight now. (laughs) <laughs> we're married a couple this long. Um, we first ended up, um, we were assigned to go to Guam, but there was an urgent, more urgent need in Singapore, so we ended up there. And uh, it was funny, I actually had one person ask, oh, well, that's not too far, you know? And I thought, you obviously don't know where Singapore is. They thought it was in the Caribbean. So <laughs> I said, no, it, you can't get any further. If you're going any farther, you're going to be coming back. Right. That's a long ways from here. A long ways. But that only lasted about, well, you were there a couple of years, right? We were there three years. You were there three whole years. I didn't realize you were there three whole years. And then God sends you back and around the other side of the globe, back to the mountains and the beautiful places, all made famous by the sound of music. Do you, when you guys walk through the hills, do you hear that music still playing? They are alive. They are alive. The hills are alive (laughs) with the sound of music. So is it snowy there? Is it warm there like it is the rest of the globe right now in the northern hemisphere? We actually had snow on Thanksgiving Day, um, but now it's uh, in the 40s, mid-30s during the day. So not too bad. Now, have you guys gotten used to talking about those temperatures in Celsius, though? Because that that's what really messes yeah. in my head. Yeah, that, that's really <laughs> something else. Yeah, I think we're two degrees now. So Yeah, wow, <laughs> nice. All right, so let's talk. Daryl, just break this out for us a little bit on the mission of Transworld Radio, because Transworld Radio has been around for a very long time. Yeah, we were... Um... We were called into being, uh, along with several other ministries, and uh, one of those rallies you probably heard about that occurred at the end of the Second World War. A lot of uh, leaders who are very well known in uh, Christian ministry came together in a place called Bjottenberg, Sweden, or Switzerland, and, uh, you know, they were led in a devotional that uh, focused on uh, doing something significant for the kingdom, and more importantly, focusing on people who aren't necessarily in the front row in church. And for TWR, that eventually led our founder, uh, Dr. Paul Freed, to accept a calling of uh, uh, working in ministry to reach the entire world for Jesus Christ through mass media, you know, and that was so that lasting fruit could be produced across the globe. And uh, that's what we've consistently uh, been engaged in for over 60 years now is mass media ministry. And we focus in 
three primary areas, uh, evangelism and uh, discipleship of uh, new believers. And then especially in countries where there may not be a developed church, we also uh, minister through programs who develop local church leadership. And, um, you know, like most uh, uh, media-related ministries, we, we do this through uh, three primary activities. Now, for those people that are just tuning in, Daryl and Gay, now let's just talk about the mission field that you guys were in before God called you into the mission field with Trans World Radio. Gay, now, what was your mission field like? Um, I was able to teach high school students for about 30 years. I say that because I didn't teach, I taught Bible and history, but really it was the interaction with students. That That's where my ministry was. And it was a huge ministry because my kids talked about it all the time. They loved, you had lots of, lots of great classes that you taught, but I will tell you the one that I remember most is when my kids learned the religions of the world from you and how they came home and said, hey, here's what we talked about at dinner time. I mean, as they both took those classes, we talked about the conversations that you had in class as they mm-hmm. got educated about those other world religions. Why did you think it was necessary to teach, quote unquote, Christian kids about the religions of the world? Well, I think if we if we look at the people of the world as seeking God, um, then it helps to know what their mindset is, where they're coming from. Um, not so much so you can learn. I didn't want them to become another, another religion. I just wanted them to, to have an appreciation for maybe some different ways people seek God so that you can better minister to them and show them the path to the true God. And a great impact you did make, because people are still talking about you now. And, and Daryl, talk about the mission field that you were in before God called you to Transworld Radio. What was that like? Well, you know, after college, I was uh, carrying a rucksack in the woods. I uh, started out in the Army as a uh, infantryman and uh, you know, had assignments as a uh, infantry officer. And ultimately, though, God... Uh, use those experiences and then later ones that uh, took me into project management as a springboard into business and uh, uh, you know use the experience of business to prepare me for the work that uh, I'm doing now with TWR. So you're saying and, God didn't waste any of those experiences he's actually plugging those in even today? No you know as you would look back on them they'd look like a bunch of uh, uh, disorganized pieces on a table but uh, Now that I've had the opportunity to see how those pieces came together over the last four years, I recognize it was all of God. And what I like to describe that is a tapestry that when you look at the back, you never really get it. But when you turn it over, you start to see, wow, that was an incredible picture that God was weaving all of that time. Right before the break, you said that Transworld Radio really focuses on three different things as they're broadcasting on the radio. You said one was evangelism and uh, discipleship, and then two were programs that would help develop local church culture. And you said there's three ways that you do that, and then I interrupted you. What are those three ways? Yeah, I mean, first is uh, we produce programs in the heart languages of the uh, people groups that uh, we're called to reach out there. And, you know, that relies, of course, on us being able to find people who have come to faith in Christ and are able to speak that language. And then, you know, our biggest uh, focus, at least the most visible one, it's not the biggest one we do, but it's distributing the programs. And that entails uh, using radio, and we use all types of radio, FM, uh, AM, the medium wave, like we're on today, a short wave. And we've also upgraded uh, some of our outlets to take advantage of the uh, growing adoption of digital radio. 
But you know, in a lot of countries, we're starting to see a, a wide use of internet and smartphone applications. So that's also able to be used for ministry and getting God's uh, good news message out there. And then finally, I alluded earlier to the fact that we, in some of the more remote areas that we work in, it's more practical for us to build up to radio by distributing devices that are able to be replenished through SD cards that have uh, gospel content on it and build an audience there that we can then eventually broadcast to. And the, the final thing I wanted to highlight is, you know, in some of these countries we work in, there is no church. We, we start the process towards developing local bodies of believers. So our third major area of activity is in audience relations. And you might think of that as being kind of pastoral or shepherding these people, answering their questions, providing them material, materials to grow with, and getting them prepared to actually start a church in their community. That's incredible. I mean, a lot of people that are listening today have no idea that there's places where there are no churches. Uh, oh, it, but it, places like that, you can imagine. Well, and, and honestly, there's places like that here in the United States. They just don't realize it. Or and when they say that there's no churches, there may be no churches at all that talk about Christ. There may be other churches, but they're not really talking about true faith in a Savior named Jesus Christ. I had on my uh, show a couple of weeks ago a group called Global Media Outreach, and they're using mm -hmm. the Internet to reach people. And what he talked about is that 91% of the globe now is available. They've got access to... Um, cellular technology, 91% of the globe, but radio has been covering the globe for a lot longer period of time. I and mean, radio's really shortwave for sure has been going on for a very long time, isn't it? Yes. I mean, we're going back into the early part of the last century. And of course we know that it was the dominant way that people communicated together for many years up until the latter part of the last century. So how many countries right now are being served by Transworld Radio? And find them online at twr.org. Um, well, of the 195 countries in the world, we're in 160 of those. Well, that's quite a big percentage. What countries are, are you having a hard time getting in certain countries and you're broadcasting from the borders or what, what's kept you from those last 30 countries? You know, there's a number of factors involved with that. Uh, uh, one, there's some postmodern cultures where, you know, we have a better means of getting into them through Internet and other uh, platforms. But the other is just frankly resources, you know, being able to garner the people on the ground, as well as the financial resources to start ministries going in there. You know, good examples of those in uh, Asia are Bangladesh and uh, Bhutan, and uh, you know, I could list for you others, but those are just a couple of examples of countries that are still on our radar, they're in our strategic plan, and we are committed to reach them uh, to fulfill the calling. All right, we're talking with Daryl and Gaynell Renshaw. They're calling in from Austria today. They're in the ministry of Trans World Radio. Now, Gaynell, just for the, the, the audience today, from your heart, I want you to tell people the truth when I ask you this next question. We, we spent almost nine months eating lunch together as teachers at Indian Rocks Christian School. And that was a career that it was on my bucket list, and it, it turns out it wasn't really a great career for me, but I loved the students. The parents were a little rough on me, but in all those hours that we spend eating, did I ever <laughs> mention to you that I wanted to be on radio, that that was my life's dream? 
you know, you have a voice for radio, so <laughs> I'm sure you must have. But uh, I'm just so glad that you're in this ministry now, because I can really see you making a difference. Well, it's it's good. But the, the truth is, I never, ever, never in all my wildest dreams did I ever imagine I'd be on radio. And, and the fact that people tell me I have a face for radio is funny. You know, <laughs> yeah, and, I didn't say that. I said voice. <laughs> oh, I know. I know you said, you know, I said a voice for radio, which you didn't know that either, because you could look at me, you never, ever thought that. All right. But I understand you're getting some visitors this weekend. Uh, Coming from the states, did you want to say hi to any of your any of your kids today? Because I'm sure they're going to listen to the broadcast. Yes, both my girls are. One of them is listening now because she's in Pinellas County. That's Katie, and Katie is coming uh, with Sam Engelbert. They're going to come and spend a week with us for Christmas. And then our other daughter Emily and and Chris, her husband, live in Memphis, Tennessee, right now. And they can't travel. Grandbaby, no. Yeah, they can't travel because about ready to have your your first grandbaby. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, we didn't. They didn't plan that right. <laughs> well, yeah, we won't go there today. All right. So you, the Lord led you to Transwell Radio through an incredible set of circumstances, and of course, just he he backdoored you when he when he got you at a round table with some missionaries several years ago, and, and you got to hear the story. What is it that you guys are doing today to impact the ministry of Transworld Radio? Daryl, what are you doing on a day-to-day basis that is helping Transworld Radio stay on the air in 160 out of 190 countries? I'm doing things very similar to what I was doing in business. I'm in their global operations area, and that means that I work with their international leaders to develop and carry out uh, plans for how we're going to reach the people across the globe. And I also am a champion for a lot of the strategic initiatives we do, whether that be expanding our broadcast capabilities or approaching the way that we do our work uh, differently. And uh, I also get to work a lot with uh, governments and uh, broadcasters in some of the countries we work in. So, you know, getting into uh, contract negotiations and interoperability agreements. That's all very similar to what I used to do in the military and in business. Now, did you ever imagine that all the different things you were learning, that God would use in one place, in one job? Did you ever think that that would be the case? You know, I think in the back of your mind, you know that God's got a perfect plan and it's all going to come together, but not in my wildest dream could I see how all the disparate parts and all the experiences that I've gotten would come together, but it, it has. I mean, I've seen the interconnectivity of those experiences over the past four years, and it's just awesome. We mentioned before the break that the Transworld Radio is uh, is operating in 160 out of 190 countries, and some of the countries that they're operating in, they're they're postmodern countries, so they're extraordinarily electronic, and radio isn't necessarily the best avenue to get the message because people can they got cell phones everywhere, and they're and they're connected cellularly or on the internet wirelessly. But you've you've how many languages on those 160 countries in those 160 countries that you're operating in? How many l- different languages are you broadcasting in? Right now we're in um, about 230 languages, and that's uh, both on radio and on the internet and on apps, and so uh, it's far-reaching. And some of these languages reach multiple uh, groups of people because they're kind of trade languages. So there, so so like uh, I know we've learned from some of our local missionaries in Papua New Guinea that there's you know it's it's there's like a common language people trade in. So in other words, they're doing business in, but then they go back to their own dialect or their own separate language that goes is in their that's specific to their villages. Is that what you're talking about? That kind of a trade yeah, language? Exactly, but that's not their heart language, and that's what we're really seeking to expand into those areas. 
because you might understand high school Spanish, but you don't, that's not your heart language. And so for someone to hear the gospel in their heart language is very important, we think. So So how is God using your teaching skills, Gaynell? As you're as you spend thirty years teaching social studies and Bible, how is God using all of the stuff that you did on a daily basis in Austria and with Transworld Radio? You know, my kids at school always called me Mama Wren, and uh, so I think here in the office, I'm kind of the helper in the office. I'm the office mom. I do all the things that um, nobody notices until they're not done. So I pick up people from the airport. I host dinners. I, you know, the mission hostess, you know, do all kinds of odds and end things to make the ministry run smoothly. But what about your interactions as you had to study world religions in order to uh, teach kids different world religions so they were prepared to share their faith in a context with people who didn't necessarily have Christianity as their number one context. How have you been able to use that knowledge already on the mission field in Austria? Because there's a lot of different religions represented in that country and in the countries surrounding Austria. And even more so than just religion is culture. So how you relate to people and, and how you understand how they are relating to you uh, mannerisms they have, um, all that came from both world history and, and world religions. So as you guys went, got called onto the mission field over three years ago, and, and God has been using you in Singapore and now in Austria, what's been the biggest, and either one of you can answer this question because I'm going to ask you both of them, what's been the biggest marital challenge that you faced? Well, I know I want to go on the cruise with you guys sometimes. So that. <laughs> that sounds awesome. I want to do that. Um, actually, I'd like to actually do a retreat in the Austrian mountains. But I'm thinking, of the, that the, 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 yeah, that would be nice. We could do that one time. But seriously, what's been the biggest challenge for your marriage? You know, actually, I think it's it's brought us closer together um, because we are together all the time. Um, some people would think, oh my, that's that's just too much. But really, we share. We share everything. We have lunch together. We go to work together. Uh, our goals are the same. Um, it's it's just such a nice time to be able to to just spend that time together. Um, there are challenges, of course, with everything, and so it just allows you to pray. And uh, I think most people think marriage just happens, but it, it does take work. So uh, <laughs> I don't know. anybody that's married knows that it doesn't just happen. Yeah, those those, those one weekers, you know. <laughs> But, but it does. But God God has just been very gracious to us. So, Daryl, what about for you? What's been the biggest challenge for you as your paradigm shifted from full-time in business, project management, all the different things that you described, to working with a mission organization with limited budgets and, and things like that you're dealing with, language barriers, things like that? What's been the biggest challenge for you? I think it's just uh, probably changing my normal tendency to try and meet the challenges that come my way heads on throughout my own abilities and my own experiences, you know, and I've had to pray consistently that God would prick my heart when I'm about to do that and change my approach so that I make prayer my first course of action. And, you know, this is, I, I won't say it's becoming a more natural thing, but it's becoming a more uh, continuous thing because I get God-sized challenges every week. I think that's part of being in this work is you recognize God's not going to throw things at you that are softballs or, or easy things for you to do. He's given you things to do that force you to call on Him because this is His work. But didn't you encounter God-sized challenges when you were working right here in Tampa Bay? Didn't you incur... 
didn't you uh, experience those and try to fix it on your own? Or did you learn to rely on God for those God-sized challenges? Did you learn that first in your workplace here in Tampa Bay before God sent you across the world? You know, I think uh, for most of my working life, I had uh, unconscious thresholds of when I would say, okay, this is beyond my abilities. I now need to call on God. And as much as I want to say I put God first in everything I did, I, I'm willing to acknowledge when I look back, I didn't always call on him first. And that's the change in coming into mission work, is recognizing that we don't have control over hardly anything that we do. We don't have control over the resources that are um, needed to carry out the ministry. We don't have any control over the access that we need in the countries that we minister in. And we certainly don't have control over how God's message will be responded to by the people who hear them. And so in everything we do, we recognize we've got to bathe it in prayer on the front end and throughout the delivery. And ultimately, we've got to pray around that critical event when people come in contact with God's uh, good news message. And they have what Blackaby often referred to as that crisis of belief where they have to make a decision of what they'll do with that. We're talking today with Daryl and Gaynell Renshaw. These guys are Tampa Bay residents for a lot of decades, and they got called off out of their full-time jobs in their halftime of life into a full-time career with Transworld Radio. And you can find out more about Transworld Radio online at TWR.org. But, Daryl, you're talking about the control issues, and you said you had—I didn't write it down exactly, but you had this illusion of control in your old job, and you would and you would rely on God when challenges got to a certain level. But wasn't it really an illusion of control? Wasn't it really— really that you could have relied on God for some of those things that you didn't rely on and maybe you would have had even more success in your job that you had before you went onto the mission field. Yes, absolutely. I agree with you 100%. And that's really what, what I'm trying to get people to recognize is you guys have been called out of your jobs onto the mission field to help you and, and God's using your everyday skills that you had here in Tampa Bay and using them over in Austria, and they were used before in Singapore. But everybody listening today has their own mission field and has the ability to deal with, to give God the opportunity to show himself in God-sized challenges every day. But it's a matter of recognizing that today— before we don't all have to go onto the foreign mission field to recognize that we're in a local mission field. Amen. Amen. So talk to me about what was the most unexpected thing that you guys have experienced on the mission field in these last several years? Um, I think I've been on several mission trips. I mean, I led students on mission trips all over the world. Um, but those mission trips are always very fast paced and you came home exhausted, but coming full time, um, you realize that the pace doesn't, doesn't keep up that, at that speed. And there are sometimes it's just very hard and, and oftentimes lonely. Um, you have these expectations of what it's going to be like, and it's not usually uh, what I expected. What, <laughs> so, about, what about you, Daryl? What, what was one as unexpected for you? I think it was the need to be so patient and the things that we take on. You know, I, I guess I wanted to believe that when we had good discernment about what God was calling us as a group to do, and he provided the resources for it, that it would just, it would go so quickly, it would amaze us. But you know, a lot of these projects that uh, we sense him calling us to, sometimes they're in the making for decades. And we don't 
appreciate on the front end why they take so long, but sometimes he gives us a glimpse on the back end to see all the things that he was preparing, you know, people's hearts, shaping things on the ground, making us personally ready to do the work. And so I think it was just the acknowledgement that, you know, I needed to exercise more patience in right. ministry. That was something that wasn't expected. I love that. Darren Gainell, we have a couple of minutes left. What I want to hear is, what is the biggest need that you guys have as missionaries and the Transworld Radio has? I would say, you know, personally, we are praying that God will bring more ministry partners onto our team so we can continue to do this work um, that we're uh, called into out here. I think for TWR, it's uh, really about partnerships. You know, everything we do is done in partners with content providers like many of the ministries that are on this radio station today, other missions organizations, churches, and donors who get behind our ministry projects. And uh, here again, we pray that uh, God will call many more partners into relationships with us so that we can expand the reach of TWR's ministries. Gaynell, what about from you? What's, what's from your heart that you want everybody here in Tampa Bay to hear today? I just want to uh, say a big thank you to all of them. I know there are many there that are praying for us. And if you want to find out more about us or about TWR, you can go to that TWR.org, check on the staff page, and uh, write to us. We'll answer your questions. Be glad to hear from you. Daryl and Gaynell Renshaw with Transworld Radio. Find out more about them online at TWR.org. Thank you so much for being on iWork for him today and for working out all the technical stuff. It was awesome. Maybe an update sometime next year. How about that? Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> all right, thanks for coming on today. Thanks, Jim. Hey, as we come to the end of another I Work for Him show, and I hope you enjoyed that conversation today with Daryl and Gaynell. What a great conversation with some people that were just normal, everyday people working in Tampa Bay that God called them to use all their skills on the mission field in Austria. Hey, thanks for tuning in today. Thanks to Jose Cruz for doing an awesome job, the most technical show we've ever done here in I Work for Him, and you did an awesome job. 100%, five stars, six A's, whatever you want, big smiley face from Jim Brangenberg. Hey, when you get home today, would you consider joining the I Work for Him nation? Go out to iWorkRam.com, click on the Nation tab, and commit to praying for your coworkers and employees by name starting tomorrow. Hey, what did you learn today about how your faith can impact and take this city for Jesus Christ? today, we heard today from Daryl and Gaynell about how Christ made an impact on their lives by training them up with different skills over the last 30 plus years, skills that they're using today on an everyday basis. As Daryl worded, God took everything he's ever learned in business and he uses it all day long for Transworld Radio. As a missionary, these guys said, okay, we're at halftime. We know that there's more to life. How God can you use what I've been trained in? And God found the perfect spot for them. Are you willing to go? Is there somewhere out there that God's calling you and preparing you to go? If God said, hey, I want you to go, would you hear his voice? You know, as we take this city for Jesus Christ and really we want to start the revolution in the workplace across the globe, are you ready to treat your workplace like your mission field? Because God is preparing you for great works right where you go each and every day. You've been listening to Our Work For Him with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower and I own my own business, but ultimately, you bet, I work for him. Take this